In today's episode of the Trading Coach Podcast, we're gonna talk about the steps you need to take to develop a trading strategy and how to overcome a little known fear that may stand in the way of you trading live. Now, if you haven't done so already, guys, make sure you head over to our platform, www.tier1trading.com. We've got some free workshops. We've got lots of training over there, but I recommend checking out the 14-day trial membership. It allows you access to the platform, to our community, to our software, to some training courses, all for $1. www.tier1trading.com. Check it out. Hey guys, welcome back to the Trading Coach Podcast. Thank you as always for joining. Thank you for the support. Just really quick, um, we are now on Audible as well as Amazon Music. So if that's one of your preferred uh, listening platforms, you can now have the luxury of checking us out over there instead of going somewhere that you didn't want to go. But in today's episode, I'm going to answer a question from a trader I got over on Instagram. And the trader says, Kilt. Um, I hope you and your family as well have been listening to your podcast, all of them, all 650 plus episodes. It's crazy. And they've really helped me build myself as a trader. You said that just leave a question on your Instagram messages and you might discuss it on a podcast. Did I say that? Darn it. Backed myself into a hole. Nah, just kidding. Yeah, I love the questions. So here we go. Long story short, I have found a strategy that fits me. I'm not saying it's perfect, but... I'm finally satisfied and not at the point where I'm looking to switch or looking left and right for new strategies. I've been forward testing it for three months now and back testing it, um, and the live results are pretty close. I think more. I think that I'm more selective in the live market compared to back testing, which is a good thing. My problem now is that I'm a bit worried about what will happen if my strategy stops working in the future, and how would I know if it stopped working? Is this reasonable or is it just in my head? I want to touch on a few aspects of this, but before we get into the meat of it, I want to talk about the beginning for you guys that are new, just kind of the the process and the philosophy on, at least that we have here at Tier 1 Trading, about developing strategies, developing or picking strategies. And we believe that your strategy should be based around your life, based around you. And when we say that, uh, we mean that in a few ways. One, it should be based around your schedule. Right? I know, you know you've heard my story. I quit three jobs to pursue full-time trading. I don't recommend anyone do that. It was dumb, but it was kind of what I needed to really get serious. But in many cases, you are learning to trade. And even in my case, I started learning to trade while I still had um, a job, right? Something's got to pay the bills. So if you're not like me, you don't plan on recklessly quitting your job. I didn't recklessly do it. I planned it, but still it was kind of reckless. Um, if you don't plan on quitting your job, you plan on trading while maintaining your normal nine to five, your normal career. And then, you know, if you want to become, you know, full time with trading, slowly kind of, you know, position yourself out of that. You need to select a trading style that fits around your lifestyle. What I mean by that is that if you are someone that has, you know, if you are busy all day, you're not in like an office job, maybe you don't have access to a computer, maybe you're a teacher and you're actively teaching classes all day, probably going to be very hard for you to be a day trader during the normal, quote unquote, normal day trading hours because you're going to be actively doing your other job. So maybe day trading 10 o'clock in the morning to 12 o'clock in the afternoon isn't for you. So... Either you have to pick more of a longer duration trading type of uh, strategy, maybe like a swing trader, intraday trader, something you can check your charts every hour, every four hour. Or if you are going to day trade, 
pick a time period if you're in the Forex market that happens before you go to work or after you get to work. But either way, you're kind of molding your strategy around your lifestyle. And the same thing goes with your philosophy on the market. Now, if you're brand new, you may not have a philosophy in the market. In fact, you, you probably don't. You, you're, if you have anything, it's probably built off of stuff you've heard on the internet and you gotta take that with a grain of salt. But as you develop as a trader, as you learn, you start to kind of develop your philosophy on the market, meaning, you know, what is important, what isn't important to you? Are you an indicator type person? Do you believe the trend is your friend? Are you into structure? You know, for example, structure is the, the backbone of my trading philosophy. For me, it is by far the most important thing in the market. There is nothing that matches it. And because of that, I've adapted all of my trading styles, whether it's continuation trading, whether it's counter trend trading, what have you, it all is, um, it all works around structure. Structure is the, the centerpiece of that um, because that's just my personal trading philosophy. Again, does yours have to be like that? No, but you need to find out what that is and you need to do something that matches it. And the reason we do that is because Trading psychology is the biggest reasons that traders fail. And if you don't actually believe in what you're doing, right, if you're trading something you don't actually believe in, it's going to be very difficult to kind of go through those rough periods in the market. I apologize if you hear any kind of beeping in the background. I'm getting got a, a, a workshop coming up soon, or maybe by the time you're hearing this, it's already happening and we're, we're kind of exchanging messages and whatnot. So that's the first thing about trading philosophy. So it's good to hear that the trader has kind of dug in that, found a strategy that they're interested in. As far as the testing goes, back testing and forward testing, back testing is kind of looking at historical data, testing your strategy, you're usually tweaking it, you're finding out what the most efficient way to trade it is, collecting data essentially. And then forward testing, which isn't talked about that much, is basically kind of your 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 uh, dress rehearsal, right? You're seeing if you can actively execute what you did in your back testing. So actually, actually execute your strategy um, in real life. And and for many of you out there, it would seem like, oh yeah, that's easy. But I can tell you what, back testing is a lot different, right? Back testing, you have the luxury of hindsight. You can miss something and scroll back. Um, you don't have to deal with like slippage and all that stuff as well, especially if you're a lower time frame trader. There, there are some differences between forward testing and back testing. And in fact, I've had a few strategies that worked really, really good in back testing that in, uh, but in forward testing, they didn't work because of the slippage and, and kind of the, the time that it took to execute the trade. I had to be so quick to it that it wasn't actually doable in real life. So it is important to, to make sure that you can pass through that, that your, your strategy passes that test as well. Now, we go back to the trader and says, uh, one last thing, he says, um, uh, one thing I notice is that my, my forward testing results are, are pretty close, so I'm a little bit more selective in comparison to my back testing. Um, that's gonna be normal, and, and, and selective maybe isn't the word, but there is the human element of forward testing or, or actually live trading. You are gonna miss things, right? Again, in back testing, you don't miss anything. It could be due to, again, you can always scroll back and re-catch it, They're, you're never away from your computer. Forward testing, there is going to be that that human element of missing stuff, making mistakes. That why that's why we always say, you know, when you make your expectations for live results, don't make them right off your back testing results. I, I would aim for like ten percent less just for human error. Uh, maybe even more when you're a newer trader because you're going to be making more mistakes. But now to the bulk of the question. My, my problem is that. Um, I'm a bit worried. Uh, doo -doo -doo -doo. I'm a bit worried about what will happen if my strategy stops working in the future, and how would I know if it stops working? Um, is this a reasonable fear? Is it just in my head? And it is a reasonable fear. And this is something that uh, Jason Grayson and myself talked about the other day. Again, 
weeks later when you guys are hearing this on the trader coffee break. And we talked about a very important aspect of trading called post-market analysis. I even put out a trading edge video that said, um, gosh, what was it? I do too many of these videos. I forgot the title, um, but it spoke about how you shouldn't expect well, I think it's called learn to trade using price action psychology or price pattern psychology. Um, but it spoke about how you can't expect the same thing to work the same way forever, right? The markets are going to change. Volatility is going to change. Your performance, your strategy isn't going to work the same now um, as it will five years from now or even one year from now. So that is expected. And I think one of the biggest mistakes that traders make is they, they backtest a strategy during a certain period of time and they assume that it's going to work exactly the same way. They never have to put any work into it. They can kind of just plug and play. And that's why so many traders go broke, especially ones that are you know paying $20, $30 for these, <clears throat> these EAs online. And the truth is you have to become a good trader. You have to become a good chartist. You have to become a good analyst. You can't just become a good strategy follower. You have to be a skilled trader. And if you are a skilled trader, or guys, I should say this, the difference between a skilled trader and a good strategy follower is that a good strategy follower can follow a strategy. Um, and, and that is a skill in its own right, right? They have the discipline to do what they need to do day in and day out. They don't make mistakes. They do exactly what the strategy requires them to do. Um, and again, that's easier said than done. And that is a skill. Um, but it's not the most important skill because they don't have the ability to adapt. A skilled trader, charter, chartist, <laughs> analyst, they have skills of actually reading the price chart, understanding the market. So what they can do is they can properly evaluate why or when and why their strategy is underperforming and make the proper adjustments. It's kind of like, imagine like I was watching uh, some IndyCar racing the other day, right? Look at the pit crew and, and your, your head mechanic, your lead mechanic or whatever is in there, right? It's the difference between someone like me who doesn't really know anything about cars, but I, I can drive it. So you give me a car that works, I can drive it really, really good. Um, but I can't go under the hood and, and make the tweaks and, 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 and make the adjustments that are needed during a very long race to optimize my performance. And that's exactly what you need to do as a trader. And in that episode of the uh, Trader Coffee Break that I mentioned earlier, Jason Grace and myself talked about post-market analysis. And this is something that really isn't spoken about across the industry. We know about pre-market analysis. You know, you set up your, you know, do your analysts, your, your analysis are, you set up your trades and all that stuff. Post-market analysis is your evaluation. And it could be evaluation of the actual trades that you're taking, right? And you're taking notes, you know, you know, did I follow my rules? Did I had good stuff. Was it good? Was it bad? Why did it win? Why did it lose? And any type of observations. But you should also be doing that on a regular basis with non-trading opportunities. So I always think it's a good idea to, to make a habit to just hop into a random pair, a random market, and, and just look at some of the price movements and, and evaluate what happened. And if you can do that on a consistent basis, you're going to see the little clues of how the market is changing over time. Ooh, it used to do this, but now it's doing that. Hey, aren't we supposed to do this? Or hey, why is it doing this now? And you can take notes and you can adjust. The, the, the point is, you can see what those little details are. And those, those things are going to be really, really little. Trust me. What those little details are that might be causing your strategy to underperform. And then you can go about finding solutions to them. So I do think it's a fear. Or, or I do think it's a, it's, it's a realistic, I don't want to say fear, you, you shouldn't be afraid of it. You, you should be prepared for it. Um, you should only be afraid if you don't know what to do. Um, but it is, it is a realistic thing that happens. I don't think, you can't let that fear stop you from trading. Because here's the truth, whatever strategy you pick or whatever method you pick, 
you're going to have to deal with it, right? It's going to be there no matter what. It's, 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 it's not just based on a single strategy, right? It's everything out there. So at some point, you're going to have to deal with it. It's like being a football player. I was a football player. I used to being a football player and being like, ah, I hope I don't get hit, right? Well, guess what? At some point, I'm going to get hit. The best thing I can do is prepare myself to be hit. And, and in my case, because I was a small wide receiver, is, you know, don't take the massive shots. Get down and get hit in the back, the shoulder, stuff like that. Try to, you know, avoid the knees and the head. Um, so don't let that fear stop you from trading. Just be prepared to continue to do the work, the same work that you're doing before you trade it live. Be prepared to continue to do that same work after you start trading live. It's, you know, trading isn't one of those things where you do a lot of work and then once you get it, you just, you, you stop, you become stagnant, you become stale. You gotta keep working. I always say that, um, you know, success is hard, but you know what's harder? Continuing to be successful and, and trading is no different. So I'm happy that it's going through your mind because now you know what you have to do. Now you know that you do have to prepare for this next phase in your trading, but you can't let that fear stop you from trading because the truth is no matter what you do, it is going to be there. And the only way to overcome that fear is by putting in a massive amount of work, so much work that when it comes time for you to face it, you're very confident that you'll win that battle. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. As always, continue to hit me up on social media at Akil Stokes RTM if you have any questions. Again, the topic from today's Trading Coach podcast came from a DM on Instagram, so don't be shy about reaching out. I love it because it gives us good topics that helps more and more traders each and every day. So keep them coming. While you're over there, give me a follow. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Akil Stokes RTM. And I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. See you next episode.